Hello Internet, my name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. Now Matt, you've said to me that on the podcast you wanted to pitch me something. Yes. I'm wondering, could it be maybe going to Ikea, buying some furniture for Podcast HQ? I'm a bit worried. I heard that that's a relationship killer. I'm a little bit worried. <laughs> no, no, no. Because what, what movie are we doing today? Silver Linings Playbook. Yes, and I guess like the main character, Bradley Cooper, is all about looking at the positives. And looking at the silver linings in life. Yeah. And on this podcast, we can at times be a little critical. <laughs> Is that fair? I feel like that's a part of the role of being a critic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But you could convince me. Okay. You could. Well, like, I think we're silver still... linings me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we can still be critical in this podcast. <laughs> I think that's to be allowed. But maybe when we say something critical. Do it with all... a smile. No. Two out of ten. We do it with a. We then say something positive about it. <laughs> like we then we we then be positive about it. So like, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything. But if you can say something nice, then you can say something not nice too. It sounds like our Hobbit podcast would have been thirty-five minutes of silence. <laughs> I wouldn't be talking about. It. So <laughs> so let's um let, let's give it a go. And if I. You know, maybe if one of us can't think about a positive to add when we're saying a negative, the other one can help us out. <laughs> okay. Let's look at the silver linings in this movie. A silver linings approach to this yes. silver linings playbook podcast. Yeah. So what is the premise of the film? Well, our main character, Bradley Cooper, mm-hmm. suffers from bipolar. Mm. And we see him at the start of the film getting out of a mental hospital. He's been there eight months. Mm. His mum comes to pick him up. Yeah. And his motivation, his goal after getting out of the hospital is to get back together with his wife. Yeah. And an incident with his wife is sort of what caused him to go into the hospital. Mm. So so he takes what he learns in the hospital and tries to apply that to his life so he can get her back. Yes. Then he meets a girl. Jennifer Lawrence. Yes. Some would call her J-Law, maybe. <laughs> so some people, that's what some of the kids are calling it. I hate that. Really? J-Law, they are. Okay. Because that's not a criticism about the movie, so... <laughs> I guess that's okay. Um, so you've got J-Law, and <laughs> she's got her own issues, too. Her husband's died. She's going through a bit of some mental issues herself. She's seen, She's in therapy, too. So she meets Bradley Cooper at a dinner, and they sort of, like, become friends. Yeah, they become friends, and it seems like Bradley Cooper spending time with Jennifer Lawrence might be able to help him get his wife back. Hmm. Yes. Do you think this is, like, if you're trying to get your wife back, spending time with Jennifer Lawrence is the uh, solution (laughs) to getting your wife back? Is this the... (laughs) It depends on the strategy. Yeah. I feel like for a married couple, it might not be the best way to show that you're devoted and loyal and you're the only woman you ever want to be with for the rest of your life. Perhaps if it wasn't someone you were already married to, maybe it's a good way to make someone jealous. jealous. Look, I'm spending all the time with Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> That's bumping up my social value. Maybe yeah. you want to give this a try. Yeah. You can be with a guy who's with Jennifer Lawrence. When you put it like that, it doesn't sound... <laughs> sounds a bit creepy. Yeah, it does sound very creepy. But there's, a, there's the right way to say it, obviously. 
Should we go through a few of these actors, see what our opinion is on these actors? Well, I've heard of some of them. Maybe the audience has too. Mm. So first you have Bradley Cooper. Sexiest man alive of... 2011. uh, Yeah. So you weren't sold on him being sexiest man alive. You thought Brian Gosling was... uh... (laughs) Brian Gosling. (laughs) Ryan Gosling's even sexier brother. (laughs) Ryan Gosling. You thought Ryan Gosling yeah, was right. robbed. Yeah. Okay. So, you thought Ryan Gosling was robbed. Did this turn you, this movie? Do you think actually Bradley Cooper, pretty sexy guy? Well, it didn't turn me on him being sexier than Ryan Gosling. That's just crazy talk. Okay. But it might have brought me around to Bradley Cooper being a serious actor. Hmm. There was talk of him getting an Oscar nomination for this. Yes. And I thought, I kind of like Bradley Cooper. He's been alright in things like The Hangover and Limitless, but I didn't really consider them Oscar-worthy performances. Mm. This film, I guess, is still a comedy, but it's not lightweight. No. And I did like his performance in it, and I can see why it got that that awards recognition. Yeah, because it didn't just get talk. It got the nomination. <laughs> it, it, he got it. He's there. Um, I think him and Ryan Gosling both sitting on one Oscar nomination apiece. <laughs> You know, and if, uh, you know, Bradley Cooper could have won the Oscar this year if uh, Lincoln and Les Miserables didn't come out. <laughs> so well, maybe he still can. Maybe he still can, yeah. Yeah, that, I was, that pretty... was me looking for the silver lining. Oh, yes. <laughs> Very good, Jonathan. Very good. Because he won't. Yeah. <laughs> but he's still very good. <laughs> I, I was actually really impressed with Bradley Cooper in this. I, I thought he was funny. I, I really loved his blunt sort of lines. His delivery was really good. Yeah, I, I was really impressed with him. I'm I'm happy to see him in this actor lineup. I thought it was a great comedic sort of performance. Okay, Jennifer Lawrence, the J Law. <laughs> what do you think of her? We've talked about her a bit on the podcast. Which is surprising, seeing as we've only ever done one movie that she's been in. <laughs> yes, I didn't mind her performance in The Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. And we're always a fan of her performances on the red carpet. <laughs> How did she do in Silver Linings Playbook? I thought she was pretty good. I thought the character perhaps lacked enough of her own story. I thought most of the scene she was just bouncing off Bradley Cooper's goals. I thought they could have fleshed her out a bit more. Mm. But in terms of how Jennifer Lawrence played the character, I thought she was very good. Yeah, I think they definitely could have uh, fleshed her out a bit more. <laughs> 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 but no, I, I, look, I, I think it's, yeah, it's definitely more Bradley Cooper's story, so I guess she's a little more supporting in that sense. She's got a lot of screen time and things. But I think she's really good. I think she's really good here. I think... She's got some really quirky scenes and uh, things like that. I think it's really... um, Yeah, because she doesn't just have Oscar talk. Um, She got a nomination, and she's the frontrunner to win the Oscar for this performance at the moment. And, look, I just think it's a nice comedic performance. Other bit where she's running out and surprising him. Um, It was great, their date scene in the cafe where she's going through all the people she slept with in the <laughs> office that's really funny um her dancing and things like that I, I just think it's a really well-rounded solid performance with humor with some some really and in some ways i think even though her stories are flushed out the emotional bits for her i don't know it grabbed me a bit more 
Like, I think she had more poignant moments than Bradley Cooper did. That seems fair. Yeah? So, yeah, I think she was great in it. This is interesting because we obviously... She's a very attractive woman, Jennifer Lawrence. The other thing I thought, like, I thought usually the Hungarian, she's playing sort of a tomboyish sort of not a made-up person. In Winter's Bone, her previous Oscar nomination, again, she's playing someone, like, from the country. She's not very made-up, not very celebrity-ish. I think people were surprised when they saw her on the red carpet that year because she looked quite different from her Winter's Bone character. I thought the interesting here, I was expecting, like, we're just going to get the sort of, like, this is her romantic comedy, just all glammed up and looking amazing and things like that. She looks great in the film. I'm not, like, criticising her looks. But she did look a bit more normal than I was expecting. And I don't mean that as a slight. I actually think that's a good thing. That she didn't just get the, you know, the perfect hair, the perfect makeup. She's been airbrushed everywhere and things like that. I thought, like, I thought that was good. Yeah, she did spend a lot of the film in things like hoodies and sweatpants. Mm. We got the odd sneaky cleavage shot during some of the <laughs> sexual talk scenes yeah, just yeah. to let you know where Bradley Cooper's eyes were being drawn to. Yeah. But, yes, I don't think she's supposed to be a made-up Hollywood sex pot within the film. Yes. Which wouldn't work in the film. It wouldn't no, make no, sense. No. So, yeah, yeah. so I was a bit worried they might go that route, and they didn't, and I think that was good. Then you've got a few little supporting characters uh, in the film. Robert De Niro. You talking to me? Ain't nobody else here. <laughs> but there were other people there. There's three other people in the movie. But uh, what, 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 are you, what are your views on Robert De Niro? What do you think about him in Silver Linings? Well, I love Robert De Niro. I think some of his performances like Raging Bull and Taxi Driver are some of the greatest. Analyse that. <laughs> and analyse this. <laughs> yeah, but recently he's done some relatively poor sort of comedy films. Meet the fuckers. Yeah. So I think now when he appears in a comedy like Silver Linings, although Robert De Niro is great, I don't think it gives you that acting credibility to your comedy. It actually makes me think, oh, it's going to be one of those bad comedies. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Which isn't really fair to Silver Linings because it's quite a serious film. Hmm. Just while we're on the tone of Silver Lines, I guess it is a comedy, there's funny bits, but it's not overtly comedic, there's not a high number of laughs per minute. No. It's sort of a drama slash comedy, really. Mm. Yeah. But? I guess Robert De Niro has one of the most comedic Mm. roles in the film, which I thought had an okay success rate. I thought some of his bits were funny, some bits weren't great. I don't really like to say this because I'm such a big fan, but De Niro is definitely not one of my favourite things about the film. Yeah, people are saying this is his big comeback. His big, like, he's got an Oscar nomination again. Like, he's back, baby, Robert De Niro. Not doing rubbish anymore. He's bumped himself from rubbish to... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's pretty, uh, like, I feel like De Niro was sometimes a little too much in this film. Yeah. But... He um, was good at times. I feel like this silver linings attitude on the podcast is just lengthening our sentences with just little (laughs) hollow add-ons at the end of each of them. It's like, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's not the worst idea I've ever heard. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) 
<laughs> then you got Jackie Weaver, who's like I think everyone was expecting Oscar nominations for J Law, for Coops, for De Niro. No one's really picking Weaver. She snuck in there. Good old Aussie, good old Aussie Jackie Weaver getting her second Oscar nomination. I didn't know what to expect, Bergs. I'm like, oh, she surprised an Oscar nomination. Could mean she's pretty good in it, though I wasn't really hearing anyone talk about her before her Oscar nomination. So maybe it's like she's not that good enough. What, 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 what is your verdict on uh, the Weaves? Is this terrible nickname week for the <laughs> podcast? Uh, Weaves, old Weavesy, um, the Weevil. <laughs> I really liked her in Animal Kingdom. Then I saw her in Bridesmaids and didn't think much of that. In this, I thought she was fine, but she seemed to be putting on an American accent that I didn't think was that great. And I felt a little bit sorry for her because she's Bradley Cooper's mum. She's married to Robert De Niro. They have a lot of scenes together. And I imagine coming from Australia, not being that well-known and mm. actress or actor, as they refer to mm. the yeah. actresses at the SAG Awards. Apparently, actress is politically incorrect. I'm not sure why that is. Mm. Well, it's Lions, it's like, lioness, actor, actress. It's not bad. It's just male and female. It's like you call them like police people now, not like policemen and police women. Like people like the same term. Like yeah, I don't quite get it. But like, like we're all actors. There aren't two categories of actors. No, there are the Oscars, <laughs> men and women, and there's supporting and lead. There's four of the Oscars. And so I actually felt a little bit bad for her because it would be quite daunting doing a film with De Niro. Hmm. And I think having to do that film, putting on an accent that I didn't think she was very good at in front of De Niro, would have been quite a tough thing to do. Hmm. So she wasn't good at the accent? No. I thought she was okay other than the accent, but I found that off-putting. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, good. We got the silver lining in there. That's (laughs) good. Okay, so... Yeah, the accent wasn't great, but I didn't think it was that bad, as as you, as you were saying. Um, I, I thought she was all right. And I think the first, like, ten minutes ago, oh, yeah, she's got a pretty prominent role in this film. I can see how she got nominated. But then she didn't really do anything. Like, she didn't have the scene that I was sort of expecting her to maybe have a scene. Like, De Niro has a scene a bit later in the film. Like, she sort of just cruises along. Not a bad nomination, but it shows that they like Silver Linings, I guess, that she got mm-hmm. in. And... You know, I, I like Jackie Weaver, so good to see her get uh, nominated again. I think there's enough positive stuff in there, like, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about a few of the plot points to the film, a few of the situations, scenarios. Maybe think through what would we do? Are these good ideas? Are these bad ideas? Let's start off with the Bradley Cooper situation. He wants to get back together with his wife. That seems to be his driving sort of motivation for most of the film. Do we think this is a good idea? Well, I think marriage is a big deal. If you decided to marry someone, hopefully they're the right person for you. We are big believers in the institution of marriage on the Screen Verdict (laughs) podcast. And if it's possible that that can be salvaged, yes, then I think that that would be a good thing to try and do. Okay. I suppose the question is, is this a situation where it can be salvaged? Mm. And we learn quite early on in the film that part of the reason why Bradley Cooper had a bit of an episode, snapped a little, Mm. was because his wife was having an affair. Yeah. That's quite a hard thing to come back from, especially Mm. in the way in which he discovered the affair. Okay, uh, 
Yeah, I've got an issue with this. They're listening to the song that got played at his wedding. Yeah. Why did they put that song on the CD player? Like, no, I'm not an experienced affair haver, but I would imagine while having an affair, you would probably want to do as much as possible to make you forget about your partner. Yeah. To get out of your mind, you'll feel less guilty or whatever. Playing your wedding song while sleeping with someone that is not your husband is a very weird thing to do. In your husband's house. She wasn't even at, like, a hotel or anything. She was at home. <laughs> Now, I don't think you can really explain the way she went about it, but I don't even think they really explained enough why she was having an affair in the first place. Mm. If he'd have done something terrible, things have been rocky for ages, she briefly did this when she was lonely and then felt bad, like, that's maybe kind of the thing where you can maybe forgive and try and resurrect the situation where someone has cheated... The way it was presented to me just made me think that she was a horrible, terrible person and I didn't care if they got back together. I didn't really want Bradley Cooper to be successful in his film's quest. Yeah, and I don't think... I think they deliberately don't want you as an audience to want him to get back together with his wife. I think they want you to be going for him and Jennifer Lawrence to get together. Like, that's clearly the filmmaker's aim. I just thought they went so heavy-handed with making her unlikable. Because even if there is a good reason for having an affair, you don't put you don't do it at your husband's house with his favourite CD on. Like he would have had to be the douchiest. You have to be intentionally going. I want to hurt him as much as possible. Like I just hate this guy so much. I think they said he was fat or something before he went to the mental well, yeah, institution. So he was. We a bit, don't even want to out of shape. Like succeed in the first place. Yeah. And his plan for succeeding is get in shape. Like, if you're going to cheat on someone, it's not because they're 5 or 10 kilos overweight. And if it is, you're not a good yeah, person. Probably, probably that is the time you get out of the marriage. And he also spends some time dancing. Yeah. With Jennifer Lawrence. Because she likes dancing. Yes, they sort of get a bit of it. He doesn't want to help her dance. She can help him out a bit with his letter writing plan, but he has to help her dance, enter a dance competition with Jennifer Lawrence. I think if you were a little bit worried about your partner hanging out with Jennifer Lawrence, you'd be even more uncomfortable with them dancing together. Yes. It's um, a very close, sort of intimate activity. I don't know why they kept on being like, oh, she'll be really impressed and really happy that we're dancing. It's like, you're doing very sexual stuff with a very sexy lady that's not okay. her. Okay, and let's, let's, let's add on top of this a few layers. In her private dance studio in her house, so, not like, so it's in private, these dance lessons. Anything could be going on in there. And then add on top of that, she got fired for sleeping with everyone in her work. <laughs> so she's got a history of having sex with a lot of people. She's inviting them around to her private house to do dan- long, lengthy dance practice. Perhaps a recipe for disaster, unless, I guess, the wife you want to invite is a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> would you enter a dancing competition? Would this be something you would do? Is there one available? Is, is this another one of your <laughs> podcast ideas? Screen Vedic Dance Team. Let's go. <laughs> I'm not sure what I mean, Dad. I want to, like, do the girl. Now let's make a poll on the Facebook page. Uh, do the listeners want to see a Screen Vedic Dance Team? 
Can we do two scenes? Like, you get a girl, I get a girl, and we compete. See who does better. That's not a screen verdict. We don't have two girls with us on the podcast. All our listeners will be like, we want to see these two schmohogs dancing. I don't want to fall in love with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll see, we'll which see. is inevitable when yeah. you dance. If you that- had a girl, a friend that was a girl, who said, hey, there's a big dance competition, I don't have anyone to dance with because I'm like single at the moment, or my boyfriend went dance with me or whatever, because uh, he hates dancing, would you, would you go, oh, yeah, let's do it, it'll be a bit of fun? I think there's a few variables here. I think if I potentially like this person more than a friend... Spending all that close time together is only going to make that worse. So if I think I've got a shot, yeah, that's a good way to get in. Yeah. But if I don't think I've got a shot because they have a boyfriend or something, no, they'll just be torturing yourself. Why would you do that? Yeah, that makes sense. I'd probably... What if What if you don't have feelings like at all, sort of neutral? Oh, yeah, it could be a bit of fun, I guess. Yeah, I'd do it. I'd be I'm not a great dancer. I don't mind that. dancing. Yeah. Depends how much. What's the time commitment? Would be my question. Yeah, what, are, yes, what am I having to give up? Like, uh, like, yeah. Can I just freestyle it on the day? Yes, I definitely do that. What's your opinion on the robot? Yeah, I could. I, I'll say I'll, I'll do like two or three practices. Let's do it. So, uh, yeah. Do you think this is a good idea for Jennifer Lawrence to be entering this dance competition? I, I think she seems a bit troubled. Like, she's got going to therapy. She's obviously got a bit of like an issue with. You know, sleeping with a lot of guys. She's a bit alone. She doesn't, doesn't seem like she's got many friends. Uh, I think this is a good thing for her to... I think it's good to stay busy, to think, f- have come up with fun hobbies and things to, to keep you focused and things. Yeah? Yeah, it seems to be relatively therapeutic or mm. cathartic for her to dance, and I think that's probably a better alternative to sleeping with people. Anyone, yeah. So... Yeah, keep up the dancing. Yes, very good idea, Jim uh, Lawrence. And I think it even becomes a little therapeutic for Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. Mm, might even help him out with his issues. Dan- dancing is the answer. Maybe if you are, if you're listening and you are feeling a bit low at the moment, maybe start dancing. Dancing could be the answer. Maybe not competitive dancing because people will judge you. Yeah. <laughs> Only, only compete if you think you've got a knack for it. Yeah. Or else you might just feel even Maybe worse. social dancing. Yeah, social dancing could be the move. Uh, there's also a bit of the gambling in this film. Yeah, I think gambling is something that can be interesting in films because there's something at stake. Yes. And Robert De Niro, no familiar to gambling. He's done Casino and things like that. You could argue a few of his movies in uh, the last couple of years have been pretty big gambles <laughs> as well. <laughs> well, he's trying to turn that streak around yeah. by becoming a bookkeeper in Silver Linings Playbook. I found the stuff with him thinking that his son was such good luck for the Eagles. And here's another thing, actually. He desperately wanted the Eagles to win because he was a fan of the team. That's his home team. Yeah. But it also seemed that there were financial stakes on the Eagles, which doesn't really make sense to me because because as a bookkeeper, aren't you just taking a percentage and it doesn't matter really who wins, like, either way? For example, yeah. like, if you go bet at the TAB, if it's an even match, they'll offer you a dollar ninety on each yeah. team. They don't really care which team wins. They're just taking that $0.10 cents from the dollar that they're supposed to return to you either way. 
Was he giving skewed odds because he was a fan of the Eagles or something and he needed the Eagles to win? That doesn't sound like he's a very good bookkeeper. I don't yeah. think bookkeepers should be biased towards their home team. Yeah, I think, yeah, you, the best bookkeeper is not a fan of any team and, like, gets <laughs> swayed by their team. <laughs> they just see, they look at the stats and figures and they pick the team that they think is going to win. If you're too invested in the Eagles, maybe that's not the game you bet on. You bet on, because there are actually, believe it or not, other NFL games on other than the Eagles games. But this was sort of what I found weird. I think for, like, for the first half of the movie, like this talking about him being a bookkeeper. Then the second half of the movie, he's the one making bets with some other guy. Like, yeah. is he the book? What's his story? What? I, I guess that's his bookkeeper. So, he, do you think it's a bad idea for bookkeepers to also be gambling with another bookkeeper? Like, it's sort of like the. Drug, I feel like yeah. the best drug dealers are not drug are users. Not drug users. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get. Gambling highs off your yeah. own gambling he's supply. Like, yeah, he's lucky his boss is not a uh, Heisenberg because uh, he was very <laughs> upset when Jesse was uh, using drugs. Uh, <laughs> their operation. The bets that come at the end of the film just seem so ridiculous yeah. and just so. Bradley Cooper starts enabling his dad making stupid bets. You know, he's like, "You got to go to this game because I'm going to put all the money on this game." Like, if I was Bradley Cooper, I'd say, no, because that's a stupid bet. You should <laughs> not put that much money on the game. I think I was liking sort of the different elements to this film. Mm. Bradley Cooper trying to get his wife, his relationship with Jennifer Lawrence, the dancing, the gambling, mm. and they sort of all come together. And in a way, I thought it was clever, sort mm. of good screenwriting. Yeah. But at the same time, I thought it was a bit much. Mm. It was a bit of a very romantic comedy mm. type of thing to do. It sort of reminded me of Crazy Stupid Love, mm. which was quite good, yeah. but it sort of lost that dramatic edge, which made it feel like an Oscar-nominated film instead of a romantic comedy. Mm. Yeah. But the gambling thing... Because I just realized I said something negative about the gambling thing without silver linings. But raise the stakes for the end of the film. <laughs> Are you ready for a verdict? <laughs> like, okay, let's give a verdict to Silver Linings Playbook. Um, I think you've done the first verdict the last couple, so do you want me to take the reins here? Sure. Okay, so I I thought this film w- was pretty good. Like, I thought Jennifer Lawrence gives a great performance. I, I think this is one of the best performances in film of the year. Bradley Cooper, I think, does a really strong performance too. Maybe he also is one of the great performances of the year. I think I think they are two very good performances, sort of dramatic and the and sweet and sort of got some heft to them. But they're funny performances too, and I think often like the sort of more comedic performances get overshadowed by you know some actor playing some real life historical figure <laughs> going through some mental breakdown or something. Like I think I, th- I feel like these performances are just as good as sort of some of those more Oscar-y ones. I think De Niro and Weaver do an all right job in supporting. I think it's a fun film. I think it, when it works, it works. Uh, David O. Russell's done a good job. But it's not as clever as I was hoping it would be for, like, this sort of, like, the Oscar-nominated comedy of the year. I was hoping it to be a bit more clever. Like, it pretty much I could see every sort of plot turn a mile away in this film. Like, you know, there's sort of a twist of sorts at the end, and I sort of knew that was coming halfway through the film like so there's nothing really that inspiring about it or clever about it but it's funny it's sweet it's a romantic comedy that works well grounded in two really great performances i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten 
Whoa. We'll get light light with, out of fire. Was seven. your rating the silver lining to the <laughs> review? <laughs> Alright, well, to start, I thought this film was supposed to be about mental health and that the two main characters were, in inverted commas, crazy. He has bipolar, but he more just seems a bit quirky and socially awkward. He says things he's not really supposed to say and he's a little bit up and down, but he's very relatable. Sort of Larry David-esque, really, like, <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> and I heard Jennifer Lawrence's character referred to as a sex addict, but I think she more just went through this tragedy and she sort of reacted to it by sleeping around a bit. But I would doubt she would be diagnosed as a sex addict. Well, I think a sex addict would have been a lot more sexual in those dance scenes. Like, <laughs> she was somewhat sexual, but wouldn't you be like... I don't know. Like, you're addic- it's an addiction. Like, when you're addicted to something, you can't control it. Mm. So that didn't really affect my enjoyment of the film. It was just a bit of a... Perhaps the way this is marketed, mm. perhaps by focusing on the mental health, you were supposed to think this was more of a serious film. Because people love mental health films. This is how to market it. Yeah. People just want to see mentally ill people on this. They want to escape from their lives, their stressful lives, and just... I, I, I like. I want to, I don't want a romantic comedy. I want a mental health film. Box office gold. And I agree with you that the performances, particularly by the two leads, were really good, but the story was perhaps a little thin. I thought some of the side characters didn't really add that much. Though I thought, we haven't mentioned him so far, Chris Tucker was quite oh, yeah. funny as Bradley Cooper's friend. He was, mm. he was good. Yeah. And overall, there was just enough going on to keep me interested, but not quite enough to really get invested in the characters. So I'm going to give Silver Linings Playbook a 7.5 out oh, of 10. That's a good score. It's a good score. Okay, they've got a, there's a dance scene at the end. What would you give that? What would you give the dance that they did at the end? <laughs> well, I enjoyed the dance. I think as a dance judge, you're supposed to include criteria such as technical proficiency as opposed to just how much you enjoyed it. But I'd give it a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'd give it a 7.5 <laughs> out of 10. That's pretty good. It was one of the best scenes in the movie. Like, as a movie scene, I'd give it a bit higher, but um, I guess as a dance. Very good. Um, now, uh, to everyone's favourite segment of the podcast, housekeeping. Yes? Yep, let's open it up. I guess there's been, um, again, these vicious rumours that start on our Facebook fan page. I don't know how they they happen. Oh, yes, controversy. Controversy on the fan page, again. MPs being arrested, the real controversy. (laughs) Forget doping cyclists. Forget fake girlfriends. It's um, some graffiti. Someone found on the street... Um, some graffiti in the in the pavement with Jess Jones written on it. Someone has written Jess Jones into some cement. <laughs> One would have to assume it was someone named Jess Jones. And Matt, we had a Jess Jones on, on the, the podcast. podcast. Yes, a, a podcast guest, a regular guest podcast guest. Um, the Hunger so Games and Harry Potter. Screen Verdict refuses to release a statement about who put that there because we don't know. Well, we got we bombarded by the media with photos, questions. It was put on Facebook. I don't know who put it there. 
Um, so just question for- was: Has a former podcast guest been implicated in a public graffiti scandal? Screen Verdict refused to release a statement at that time. And Jess's report got back to us. Well, now I've been implicated. <laughs> Uh, we spoke to the legal team, the Screen Verdict Legal Council. Um, they 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 warned us against posting it, but I think we're okay. I think we're okay. But uh, actually, I've got some Jess Jones news off the back of this. <laughs> and you know, she's using this to market herself. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's the spin doctors are uh, in the building. I got a text from Jess Jones this week. Hey, lovely friends. I just want to let you know that last night Christopher asked me to marry him and I said, yes, she's getting engaged. Wow. Whoa. That is great news. I really hope that the court proceedings don't conflict with the wedding yeah. plans or the honeymoon. Yes. So how exciting is that? This is, <laughs> would be fair to say maybe a Scream Verdict romance? Like, I don't think they were going out when she first appeared on the podcast. And I think, like, her second appearance, they're just, like, they're, at that point they were going out, and now they're engaged. Like, <laughs> like, is the progression of their relationship based on the success of the podcast? Maybe. If we were to end the podcast, <laughs> would they have to divorce? Probably. This is also a convenient way. An- another thing to check with the Screen Verdict legal team. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jess and Chris, an official Screen Verdict, congratulations. Yes? Are you going to give congratulations? <laughs> <laughs> you need to confirm. We need, there's like two keys needed to be entered into yeah. the uh, yeah. the lock in which we keep our congratulations. <laughs> well, I've already given her a congratulations well, Let's, let's turn those yeah. keys. Let's turn them on. This is also, though, just quickly, a convenient way for her to change her name. <laughs> to avoid uh, implication in the Jess Jones graffiti scandal. Like, I'm Jess Graham, it wasn't me, I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. This, uh, I'm not sure if this has been announced yet to the public, this information. <laughs> <laughs> so, this could be a Scream Verdict exclusive. <laughs> this could be, um... <laughs> She's like, what won't you put on the internet? <laughs> the fact that I'm graffitiing over the everywhere, I'm getting married, I haven't even told my parents yet, they found out on your podcast. <laughs> If she told me that, I'd just be so stoked that her parents yeah, are listening to her podcast. But the, the parent, the families are aware. Yeah. So, this will be interesting. Um, so, yeah, this is uh, Screen Verdict breaking all the news. So, there you go. A big congratulations to Jess. And uh, we can't wait. It'll be very exciting next time we get her on the podcast. Don't know when the next sort of Hunger Games, Harry Potter nerdy sort of like book series <laughs> is coming out. But uh, hopefully we can get her on. Well, that's the podcast. <laughs> what are we doing next week? It's a film with a lot of buzz, a lot of controversy. Hopefully it won't be a torture to sit through. Zero Dark Thirty! <laughs> Zero Dark Thirty. Another Oscar contender. That should be exciting. Mm. We've also perhaps got Lincoln... And 30 Rock Podcast works, plus our big, soon our well. big bumper Oscar podcast as well. Very exciting. So a lot, a lot coming up. Yes, it's a busy time of year for the podcast. Hopefully you guys have enough free time to listen to the podcast. We're very excited for them, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye.